Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. We are back and we are live. It is Fight IQ presented by Rotowire. Here to talk UFC 281, our main event, Israel Adesanya, take on Alex Pereira for the UFC middleweight title, co-main event for the UFC women's strawweight title. It is the champion as a near four to one dog, Carla Esparza takes on challenger Wei Li Zhang. I'm your host, Sniper MMA. With me as always, the co-host, the analyst, the important guys of this show. Joe down there, also go, better known in the MMA circles as Sun Tzu. And now you've got Chris with a new Twitter handle trying to screw me up on this episode. This is at the onlyest, but more importantly, loser of the most recent Fight IQ shirt bet because he sucks and I'm the best. Chris, show him, show him the shirt, please. Yeah, well, I, well, I am not uh, sitting like this to hide my, uh, to keep my uh, pride. I'm sitting like this to cover up the message on the shirt, which... Uh, here comes the big reveal. I teased it on Twitter. What what could it be? Here we go. It's not, it's not that good. It's I'm with Stitch. I'm with anytime, Red. Anytime, anytime Chris has any kind of normal crazy ass opinion, we're just gonna ask him to lean back and show a shirt. Well, Sean, Sean opted for accuracy instead of a joke, which I appreciate. So um we uh, it's it, it seemed on the nose for you, which is when I beat Joe in a shirt bet, I got you know I, I thought it was funnier to, to to put the big guy in a big purple a big pink unicorn. Like it. So seemed appropriate. Now I'm two and zero in shirt bets. I gotta I mean, somebody give me a challenge here this week. So what? what nobody, is, nobody, even, nobody even nobody even mentioned my uh, my new estate that I moved to on the water. It's very nice. It's uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Chris, you know, has, Chris has figured out how to use the virtual background, guys. Just so everyone. Very knows. excited. You know, yeah. uh, you know, it, it's a living. You know, it's not much. But it's fine. It's yeah, a Chris. living. Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah. So how many? How many are we going to top our 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 record setting viewership this week? Well, I don't know, man. Sean put me right in my place, telling me that um, everybody kind of had the, their views go up. The, but you know, I choose to believe that it's all because of our. Amazing charm and analysis. Your analysis. I I hope that uh, you all get us there again this week. I don't want to say the number because if we fall woefully short of it, it uh, will not sound so great. But the thing is, the thing is, it's an Adesanya, you know, card and video. People are going to leave. People are going to leave right before, even before we're done. (laughs) Yeah. And Sean, you're going to be there. You're going to be there. So I am. I'm still trying to peer pressure you into going. I got. I got. Our guy RBQs is going to go. I, I found out. I heard. No, so it's it's so, so funny. So so we'll 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 get started shortly. I promise. So, 
Kane Kane is the one of the senior honchos at at DraftKings, and I sent him uh, an email the other day, and I said, just so you know, like I'm on standby if you know anybody cancels because they do have a suite, but they're they're only using it for like their rainmaker players, right? So I said, look, if there's any cancellations, I'm like, look, I've got a rainmaker hat. I'll wear the hat, and I, I promise, and I promise to talk shit about FanDuel all day. And he, like, he gets right back to me. He's like, Joe, I'm on a cruise, but you really made me laugh. He's like, I'll talk to your host, and I'll have him reach out to you if there's any cancellation. So my host texted me and said, look, I, I heard from Kane. You know, I'll reach out to you if there's – so I'm only going to go if there's an 11th hour cancellation. And oh. if that's the case, I'll let you know. Let me know. I I, I, I will be there. I'm going to try and meet a few people there for drinks. So if you're going to be at, at – um. In MSG, I'll be there. Send me a message on Twitter. We're gonna have a couple people reach site. out to me too. Tim Watson, a couple people. Hey, are you gonna be there? I wanted to say hi. Um, you know, so I guess we'll You're see. You're much more famous than I am. You are much more approachable. Yeah, maybe, maybe. I don't know. I mean, you know, Chris, I just want to prove that Chris actually goes outside. You know, so well, like I'd, lo- I'd we, love to see Chris outside at some. Point. You guys, you guys don't even know that I exist in reality. I might just be a high-functioning AI. Those, you can I mean, be a bot. Oh, I know. Intelligence, some of those yeah. picks, it seems likely. Honestly, well, yeah, yeah. That could, that's true, Sean. Good point. You know. By the way, guys, I'm right. rocking a I'm rocking a Kamikaze Overdrive hat, and Kamikaze Overdrive. For those of you guys that haven't been doing this for a while, was like one of the original contact providers you know for both bets and and dfs going all the way back to like 2015 scott johnson also a hell of a graphic artist one of my favorite canadians he really does great job with like you know the fight promo posters that he does um he's since retired um but you know occasionally he'll jump in on twitter but like this was kamikaze overdrive he sent me this hat when i won a contest good dude so no more stalling, I think, because we got 14 fights to get through. All of them. All of them. So but just a couple of actually... a couple of, I haven't really been following weigh-ins, but I understand a couple fighters miss weight, but no fights are yes. off. No fights are off. Everybody's going. We're good. Um, before I get we get into the 14 fights, as these guys alluded to, make sure you like the video, smash the subscribe button, um, subscribe Rotowire MMA, Rotowire MMA on iTunes, SoundCloud, all this stuff for, for, for your podcast. Make sure you are following as well as instead of just watching. But we appreciate you guys watching. Chat, make sure you drop those comments the whole time. We'll get to them along the way, or at least the good ones. Uh, let's start off with Carlos Alberg, 8,400, taking on Nikolai Negu Marianu at 7,800. Alberg minus 125. The comeback on Negu Marianu is plus 105. Because there's 14 fights, I'm going to limit some of my breakdown and analysis, but you guys carry. It's kind of, um, I actually did put out free stuff this week on um, uh, around. So just go on my Twitter. You can find plenty of free full breakdowns. And I'll let you guys mostly do the talking. I will give my picks though, um, but in very short form, I am on Carlos Olberg in this fight. I actually like him quite a bit over Nikolai Negumarianu. Let's see. Who do I want to start with? I want... Let's go with Chris first this week. How you doing, you stupid? The, Sean, you didn't give the DraftKings salaries. Oh, I didn't. Uh, Alberg, 8,400. Nego Mariano, 7,800. Okay. All right. Uh, 
I am on now that we're ready to go. Oh, I keep getting my face. I might have to switch back. I know we're having a lot of fun here, but I keep getting my face lost. So we'll see how this shakes out. But I am on uh, Negro Imanu here. Lean back, Demi. Lean on I, back, Demi. I can never, I can never get his name right because every time I see the name, I think of Daniel Negranu, the poker player, and I just kind of want to say that, but I'll get it. It's Negro Mianu. Is Say it again. Nikolai. So I'm on Nikolai here, and um, I, I think, I mean, yeah, Olbrich had a good performance his last time out. Uh, nice check hook to start the beginning of the end. But you know he's gonna. It's gonna take more than that to me. He got exhausted and finished against uh, uh, Kennedy. Time, time, time. I hate that argument. He got exhausted because he threw and ended 150 significant yeah, strikes. Yeah. Well, I okay, but Nikolai is a and battering then, ram. He doesn't go then, down. And then he clear, but in the fights, he clearly learned from that. He clearly paced himself the next fight. Okay, wait a minute. Wait a minute. You're gonna you're gonna watch the Fabio Tarant fight and told me he learned something. That was that. That's a he guy who shouldn't himself. even be in the organization, and he, he like. Why? I don't think he gassed himself out. He didn't know, gas right? there, but it was it was it was um, a different kind of like it was going too hard, and then it was foot totally off the gas, and then he finished one guy early. So, but the point is um, that we okay. Let me just say we've seen him get tired. We've seen it happen. Uh, point number two is that um, you know. Uh, Negative Mountain is just not going to stop coming. So um, the wrestling is going to be big in play, I think. Uh, again, I, I'm just not I'm, I'm just not convinced by one big shot that he's going to be able to put on a consistent offense um, that's effective. I think he's going to maybe hit Nikolai with some big, big strikes, and uh, Nikolai's just going to smile and come at him like an asteroid. And uh, I think he's going to get the takedowns and wear him out. If this fight uh, finishes early, then that's going to mean that's going to mean Olbrich has a lot of points, and you should have him. The longer this fight goes, the more it's Negrimiano, and I don't think, as he only has one loss, that it's not by KO TKO. I don't think Olbrich's the guy to do it. I don't think he hits particularly hard for this division. Um, he's okay. Everybody in this division has some power. Wouldn't call him one of the bigger hitters. I'm on Negramianu here uh, for a lot of wrestling and grappling points. Agree to disagree. Joe, right to tell okay, So there's – this is one of four city kickboxing fighters on this slate. Um, Mr. New Zealand, the best-looking fighter in the UFC. Um, I, I, I want to not like him, but I actually find myself um, supporting him here. I do not think that this is – I think there will be one city kickboxing fighter who will lose – um, and I don't think this is one, unfortunately. So um, I'm not really sure what I'm going to do with this fight in DK. I may actually have equal ownership because of the salaries. Um, but I do like I do like uh, Olberg here. Um, I think he's got his cardio in check. He he had some control time. Um, you know, he had, I guess I got I get that it was Fabio Charant, but he did have two takedowns in that fight. I, I see this as being pretty much a stand-up affair, and I think he's just a better striker than Negamaranu. I, I do see it, Chris, potentially going to decision. I don't know that he's going to get a finish here, but um, if this and, fight goes to decision, if this fight goes to decision, what do you think Olberg's going to score? You think? I, I, well, well, I, I think that you know he he, he put up 159 strikes in a, in a in a KO loss, 
and, and scored 59 points. So I think he's going to have a more measured approach. Uh, I think it'll likely go to decision. That's why I don't know what to do with this. I mean, he's not horribly priced um, at, what, 8.4K. But, you know, I have a feeling there's going to be a lot of big scores on this card. So I don't know how much of this fight I'm going to have in DK. But I don't I don't hate a bet on on, on uh, Olberg here just because I do think he's the better striker. Um, you know, good training partners, obviously. Um, I'm not sure where Negi trains. But, um, you know, I'm going to go with Olberg's continue – development here and i honestly do think that this is a fighter that the uh ufc wants to get behind as well which is kind of a hidden motive here so i'll take Goldberg here all right next fight up montel jackson julio arce jackson 9000 julio arce 7200 jackson minus 205 arce plus 175 uh julio arce to me just a boxer who's all right everywhere i think montel jackson's got more upside grappling i think jackson's better i am on montel jackson joe who do you have yeah, I mean, I'm surprised that I, I've I've heard some support for Arce. Um, you know, some some people I respect are, are backing him. Um, you know, basically due to the fact that he's the more technical striker or te- or the Golden Glove striker. Um, you know, Montel Jackson's got all the talent in the world. You know, the what I hear as it relates to Montel Jackson is he's a bit of a head case. Um, and he's maybe not the hardest worker all the time. But here's a guy at bantamweight that has the same hand size as Francis Ngannou. He's a five foot ten bantamweight. Um, you know, I, I really do think he's got more ways, more paths to victory here. Um, I could see Arce potentially, you know, if this is if this remains standing up, getting a greasy decision because he is the more technical striker. Um, you know, Tiger Shulman guy, this is essentially a local fight for him. Um, he, he is 33 years old. He has an 18 and five MMA record, um, coming off a decision win in UFC 273, uh, to Daniel Santos. He essentially has been alternating wins and losses since, um, he lost to, uh, Shaman Marais, you know, beat, beat Arosa, lost to Dudu, beat Andre Ull, lost to Yudong Song, beat Santos. So, if you're looking at that pattern, he's due for a loss. I'm going to pick Montel Jackson here just because I think he has more ways to win. But I'm really nervous about playing him in DK at his price point because I don't know that he's going to get a finish here. And if he doesn't get a finish here, I don't see him as doing enough to scoring enough in a decision to justify his price point. Chris, who you got? Yeah, I got Montel too. Um for a lot of the reasons Joe mentioned, I mean, even if Arce could get past the reach, and I'm not sure that he can, um, you know, he's a guy who likes to back himself up in counter-strike. He's not going to be the better grappler here. Uh, Joe mentioned the hand size. I would just point out uh, from that, uh, the strength differential is going to be pretty enormous. Uh, I also echo what Joe said about uh, the price point. Um, a lot, I mean, he's he's been doing things like getting a lot of takedowns, getting a lot of knockdowns in fights. That might not happen against Arce, but hey, I mean, we've seen Arce stop by strikes before, and uh, we know how hard uh, Montel Jackson hits. So I think he's probably, I mean, you could say at least a cash play with some upside maybe, but um, I think with 14 fights, I wouldn't blame anybody for trying to go a different direction, but we always have those contrarian payups. We know that Montel puts up big scores. 
Um, and, and maybe he's just going to beast the entire lower. I, I mean, I hate to call him lower end of the division at this point. Uh, he's a talented fighter, but maybe he's just going to, you know, uh, wreak havoc with the lower end of the division until he gets, until he works his way up. And I think this would still qualify as that. So give him a look, but with 14 fights, um, I might go a different direction, uh, in quantity, but I'll have some on them. Sung Woo Choi, 8,800, take on Michael Trezano, 7,400. Choi, minus 175, come back on Trezano, plus 150. Um, lines closed a little bit, I think, actually, which is surprising. I like Choi. I think Choi didn't look great last time out, and that's why people kind of, you know, love it here. I like Choi as a kind of contrarian play. I think he's going to go under own. I think he's got some upside, some sneaky power. Uh, Trezano, tough. The thing is that there's other dogs that will be picking later. So uh, Choi is my pick. And now I got to go to the librarian, Chris, over there. Uh, well, I'm I'm just trying to show everybody um, how well read I am, and uh, you know, th- this, know. this, this sure is actually this is actually all, 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 all the fight research. But I, I study hand to hand combat, and that's all behind. But um, but yeah, th- this fight I, I'm I'm taking Choi. Um, I just I just think he he hits really hard, and uh, he's a good grappler. He can do a little bit of everything. I don't think um, he's been caught out before in grappling sequences. I don't expect that from Trezano, who's kind of an opportunistic grappler. I mean, we saw that against um, Luis Pena. Trezano missed weight. Is that correct? Yeah. I believe so, yes. Yeah. I, you know, that that doesn't bother me too much. I, I actually still think uh, Sengu Troy is going to be the stronger fighter. I don't really like Trezano. Any real part of his game, he's sort of okay everywhere. I wouldn't wouldn't surprise me to see Choi kind of just um, you know put volume on him and then then just swallow him up with power. So you know a later finish here, I don't think is out of the question. I think um, Sengwoo Choi is just a better fight fighter than Trezano basically everywhere. So um, worth a look, I think, and maybe on fourteen fights, people these aren't the big names that people know, so maybe they won't. Expect expect big scores here, but uh, you know Choi can thump and he can grapple, and uh, you know that might be worth a shot. Chris, uh, Joe, yeah. So I I actually picked Mike Trezano to win his season of the Ultimate Fighter. He's a um, the Lone Wolf. He is a local to me. um, You know, one town over. Um, Tiger Shulman guy. Um, You know, he is just okay at everything. I mean, it, it it concerns me that he missed weight. Not so much because he he missed weight, but because I'm not sure how seriously he's taking his training. Um, You know, this is a big card. The theory on Choi is, well, one, there was a big camp change, and and it escapes me for the moment. But he moved to this camp in Florida that keeps changing its name. Um, You know, but it's a good camp. The head coach uh, thinks highly of him. The theory here is that it might be the time – to get Choi relatively cheap coming off of two losses. You know, his fight IQ wasn't the best in the Caceres fight. Um, you know, Calabao is probably better than people think he is. Um, so now the theory is that maybe this is the time to get Choi cheap. He's going to show market improvements, um, you know, training at a new camp, you know, learning not to be such a ape, um, as they call people with low fight IQs. Um, so I'm going to take Choi here. I'm going to. I'm not sure what the ownership is going to be, Sean. I don't know if you want to share your ownership projection um, for Choi, but I don't think he's going to be that popular, which is why I kind of like him. I can't remember. I think I had him like 
15 ish percent and i'll be slightly over that I yeah think so I, I think at 15 percent, like you can get some leverage by going higher Next fight up, Carolina Kovalkiewicz, 8,200, taking on Silvana Gomez Juarez at 8,000. One is now Pickham, minus 110 apiece. Um, oddly enough, I think Kovalkiewicz's path to victory here is the grappling. I don't trust her to do that, so sorry. I'm going to pick Gomez Juarez. Um, they both have sneaky upside kind of in this mid range. Kovalkiewicz through grappling somehow. I just said that. And Gomez Juarez puts people out in this division, which is weird. And Kovalkiewicz, I've seen deaded before, and they're both old. It's just it's a weird mid-range fight that I feel like, unfortunately, you're going to need exposure to. I, I'm on Gomez Juarez. Uh, Joe? So I this is the first leg of a parlay that I put out on Twitter earlier in the week. I got Gomez Juarez at plus 100, so I got I got a good line on her. Um, look, I love – don't get me wrong. Uh, I love KK in a bikini. I know you do. Um, I saw her at her debut in the UFC. Um, back in UFC Orlando, the card that is going to stand the test of time is one of the greatest all-time cards. Um, uh, beating the ghost of Felice Harrig, I don't know that, like, this line should be much wider. You know, Felice Harrig, that her was her farewell fight. Wins, her, her last two wins over four years or five years is both against Felice Harrig. Well, it's you know, Felice, let, let's let's look at, look, she, she had a baby, I believe. She got married. Anybody, let's put it this way, less aesthetically appealing <laughs> Would have been cut after five losses. But they gave KK another shot. You know, she beat the ghost of Felice Harrig. It was obviously her farewell fight. Um, You know, I don't want to put too much into that. And I think because of that is why I'm getting such a favorable price on Gomez Juarez. I think Gomez Juarez should be at least minus 150 in this fight. That's why Gomez Juarez is the first um, leg of my parlay. I believe she is, what, 8K on DraftKings. I plan on using her very liberally because I do see her potentially getting the finish here, if not having a really dominant decision. Um, so give me give me Gomez Juarez. And again, this is the inaugural leg of my fighter parlay that I put up on Twitter earlier in the week. You can follow it at, at Sunsu. Chris, what you got? So not only do I think uh, uh, Gomez Juarez wins, uh, I think she knocks uh, Kovacavich out. Um when you look at that fight, you want to call her the ghost of Felice Herring. She landed a lot of hard right hands in those exchanges, and she didn't look good, Joe. You're right. And it was her uh, her, her going-away fight. And and Kovacavich can't help but exchange like that. That's why she got knocked out against um, Andrade. The, the, the thing is, in this division, it generally doesn't come back to hurt you because most fighters can't crack like that. But Gomez Juarez obviously can. And unless she really changes it up, like Sean said, or has like a real heavy grappling approach, which I, I don't see. I mean, she attempted one takedown against um, Herrig, I think, and got like instantly reversed and then decided not to do that again. Um, I I think th- I think they're going to exchange kind of like uh, the Rodriguez-Lemos fight, although Rodriguez is obviously a much better fighter, but a similar dynamic in the sense that I think eventually they're going to exchange. Uh, Cove Cage is not going to be able to avoid it, and uh, she's going to get hit hard and knocked out. So my pick is uh, Gomez Juarez. By the way, I just I just I didn't realize before you move on to the next fight, I didn't realize that this is a quasi Vaseline fight. I didn't realize how hot that Gomez Juarez was. So right. this could potentially be I mean, a Vaseline you call, fight. You can, call, you can call it a milk fight. They're both thirty-seven. Yeah, but I, I'd rather yeah, go with wild, a, I'd too. rather go with yeah, a Vaseline fight. And for those of you that don't know, 
what a Vaseline fight is. It's where instead of putting Vaseline on the fighters, the corners put Vaseline on each other. That is what a Vaseline yeah, fight that, is. That, that. Very politically incorrect, but okay. I like Gomez Juarez. Go ahead, Sean. Next fight. And now for Chris's Vaseline fight. Matt Favola, 8,500, taking on Atman Isaitel. Oh, boy. 7,700. Favola is now plus 135. Azatar, the line movement of the card, minus 155. Um, look, I'm still on Favola. The line movement makes me think of Minner last week, so now I'm concerned. But, look, Azatar swings wild with every punch. He's going to get tired. Favola likes to brawl, but I think that's why this line is moved. Favola could get knocked out. I'm kind of betting on him being a little smart and using his wrestling. And then I think he can cut through um, Azatar, quite frankly. Um, I like this line on, on Favola. Just don't get don't brawl and get knocked out early. The problem is Favola likes to brawl. He's been knocked out early. So it's, it's inter- I'll be interested to see if Azatar ends up in a ton of cash games with this line movement because he's still his floor is still like – Next to nothing, like they could get in a, even in a scenario that Azatar wants a brawl. Provola's live, Provola cracks. So I'm leaning Provola. It could be a wild fight, a good GPP one. I don't like the line movement because it's going against my pick. I get why it's just it makes me want to go even further underweight because I want people to be if people are wrong. I can get a lot of leverage here, a lot of it. So, um, I'm on Provola. Not super confident, but I feel like the line is. I feel like the line opened where it should have, and the public is steaming it away that I don't agree with. Chris, who you got? Well, I'm more confident than you are that his ITAR knocks him out. Um, I think that. See, I swerved you. I think that. Not really. Uh, I think. Um, thing about his ITAR is it's not even that. Like he's just gonna come at you and swarm. I mean, he can do that. But also, he, he's very active in, like, clinch situations, and um, he can get, generate a lot of power from short distance. Well, and everything, uh, Are you at all concerned that everything he throws is at 110% power? Like, if no, he doesn't get the that, that, goes for, that goes for Favola, too. So, I mean, you know. Mm, Azatar's a bigger swinger, in my opinion. They're both, like, they both swing big. Azatar is, like... Nothing in the tank. Here's the kitchen sink type of bombs. Well, but here's here's the thing about Azitar is we haven't. I mean, he hasn't gone it long enough, and it's been so long we haven't seen him get appropriately tired. We don't really know sure. what that looks like. So it is a it's an X factor. But um, look, he stopped one shot against Timu Packle, and that's about the, the extent of the takedown defense that yeah, we have for him. I'm not I'm not impressed there. So, um, oh, that I watched that knockout the other day. His leg literally shook when he was unconscious. That was a nasty one. But um, look, that was like you said. I mean, the, uh, Frivola leads with his face, and and he likes to throw punches. And can can we trust? And I know I know like he wrestles in his fights, but can we trust him to have a committed wrestling game plan no. from minute one? And yeah, no, I agree. The answer is no. So um, that's why I have to pick his ITAR because I think that um, this is just going to be another one of those things where he's going to exchange. Maybe maybe the worst thing in the world will happen to him, and he'll actually land a good shot, and then he'll think, okay, I can do this, and that will be the end of it. But um, so for that reason, like again, just to sum, if I, if I could trust Favrola to wrestle in a committed game plan, I might be more inclined to pick him even with the durability issues. I can't, so the pick is Azaitar. Who you got? What's in the bag, Azaitar? That's got to be his new nickname. What's in the bag? Um, 
interesting story here. Um, Zaitar is shiny potatoes. Zaitar is 13 and 0, but Matt Frivola wins the Tapology picture contest. So go check out uh, Frivola's picture on Tapology. He definitely has uh, a Zaitar beat as far as that goes. Um, there is line value here at 7.9K, right? Um, you know, he is going to go off as the fight time favorite. Um, 7.9K, that should drive some ownership. Um, I think this is very GPP-ish because I, I definitely can see uh, Zaitar getting the early finish here. Um, I could see uh, Fervola wrestling him um, potentially if he could commit to that, which I'm, I'm with Chris. I'm not wholly confident that he's going to go that way. Which is why I'm going to just tweet him. Don't worry, he's going to do it. I literally just um, By the way, I tweeted out that um, John Stark. Shout out to John Stargarian. Um, not his real name. That's his nom de plume. But John Stargarian actually ran into Frivola and his brother at the Long Island event, and he, he Frivola went up to John Stargarian and said, "Are you the guy that does a pod that said Camacho was going to knock me out? He had a fight scheduled against Camacho that was canceled." That's funny. And John's like, oh, wow, you actually watched the pod. So he thinks he might have a shot at getting him to come on um, his the, his, uh, his pod next week um, if, in fact, he does win the fight. So I was Matt, only – Matt, I was, if, you're I was, listening, I, if you're listening, Matt, I do think you're getting knocked out. Sorry. Yeah, so um, – I just yeah. tweeted him. I know I'm just some fucking schmuck on Twitter, but please, please use your wrestling tomorrow. <laughs> So, um, so I, I, I tweeted this out, and people probably thought I was joking, but I was serious. Like where Ferrola did run into Stargarian at the Long Island event. So I'm, I'm, you know, I'm on, I'm Azatar here. I, I like this as a GPP fight. I see line value here at 7.9k. I will have a few shares of Ferrola just because they're, you know, the reverse line value um, or the negative line value as a contrarian play. Um, Again, I'm not sure how highly owned this fight's going to be, but I do see it as a GPP fight. I wouldn't touch it in cash. Uh, let's keep moving because we have 14 fights. Andre Petrovsky, yep. 9,200. Wellington Terman, 7,000. Line on this fight. Petrovsky's minus 200. Terman's plus 170. Uh, I'm on the dog in this one. Similar break into the last one that I think Petrovsky's – well, not similar, but different than that. I think Petrovsky's striking is shit. I think that if he goes for the takedowns early, I think he could get himself tired. I think Terman's huge and better striker. So I'm taking the shot in the dog here in Wellington Terman. Joe, who you got? Yeah, look, I see it. And Wellington Terman is, I think he is in the that new camp in Connecticut, that uh, that Glover Teixeira camp, which is essentially, you know, a gym that, you know, Glover trains at. And he's getting, he's got, you know, a surprising number of people that have that go up there to train, um, including Terman and the, the main event fighter, uh, Alex Pereira. Um, I am going to go, like, I, I will probably have some shares of Terman as a dog. Did you give the, the DK salaries? I don't think so. I did. You did? Okay. Um, 9,207,000. Yeah, 9,200 is awful stiff um, to be laying on Pedrowski. However, I could see him earning that salary um, if, he, if he puts his wrestling to work and doesn't gas. I don't know that Terman is a better striker than... Petrowski is as a wrestler, right? I don't want to. I don't want to put too much into that, you know that that fight against, um, you know, against Brett's guy there. Um, uh, what's his name again? Um, against uh, Maximov. Um, you know, it's interesting. He also won a, a grappling match against Eric Anders in a a you know by Anaconda, which I thought was kind of interesting. 
So I, I like Petrosky here. I think at 9.2K, I don't think he's going to be that highly owned. So I think I could get some leverage here. On the other hand, I think, you know, to your point, Sean, that Terman is not a bad dog because there is a path to victory for him in this fight. So I'll have shares of him at, at 7K as well. I think this is just a good fight to target. I think this is a good GPP fight to target. I'm going to take Petrowski, but, um, you know, you should have shares of both fighters here and play this in GPPs. Chris? Yeah, I'm taking Petrowski. I, I don't see a lot of good in what Terman does. Yeah, he got... He got the he got that sub against um, who was it? Where the fight where he was being he well regardless he was being taken down and taken down and taken down. Before that, um, I don't I don't think that um, Max. I don't think his jujitsu is going to be better than Petrovsky's. So like when the fight hits the ground, and you know I actually like him to tire out before Petrovsky does. I think Petrovsky, um, yeah. these wrestlers who are you know, wrestlers are, are generally pretty tireless. We haven't seen Petrovsky get get gassed in the octagon, really. And I do like how opportunistic he is with the submissions. And you can pile up the points. And there's a lot of pe- uh, fighters in this range. The people are going to know more than him, um, probably respect more than him. So I'm with Joe. I'm going to uh, I'm going to take him and and for the uh, upside contrarian play, as as we put it. Uh, so there you go. All right, next fight up. Let's talk Aaron Blanchfield, 9,500. Molly McCann, 6,700. Not in this fight. Blanchfield, minus 390. McCann, plus 320. Blanchfield by grapple slash smash, if she's smart. If she tries to stand with Meatball Molly, I actually probably favor Molly a little bit there. Um, but Blanchfield should win this fight. I know Joe shaking his head because he's all about Aaron Blanchfield, and I agree, but I would not want, I don't want Aaron to get into a striking match with Meatball Molly. I don't. That, that is not the best idea. Just take her down and beat the shit out of her. And let's just call it a day and move on. Uh, Chris, you're first, though. You got it. Uh, yeah, I, I, I don't have that much to add here, except that, um, well, first, I will say Molly gets taken down by every wrestler. Procopio got her, like, I think seven times. Um, there were multiple other wrestlers who just grounded her and grounded her. So I'm not worried about that. Um, I'll call out a bet again, similar to what I did last month, where you take a big favorite, you take them by decision um, in one of these women's bouts, and you get much more amenable line. Blanchfield by decision, minus 115. Uh, Molly's really tough. Blanchard's not really a submission grappler, even though she got one last time out. Um, So I expect this to just be sort of, I don't want to say lay and pray, but, um, you know, ground out by Blanchfield. She's going to get a lot of points, and I think she takes it by decision. So that's a minus 115, and um, I do like Blanchfield for the win. Yeah, I like Blanchfield a lot here. I mean, at 19 years old, she beat Tracy Cortez, although it doesn't say that on her record. It says she lost a split decision and Invicta against Tracy Cortez, but she won that fight. Um, look at how good Miranda Maverick was last week. Erin Blanchfield took her to school um, and just just – I don't know if Miranda Maverick won a minute of that fight against Aaron Blanchfield. Aaron Blanchfield is, well, okay, so I'm a little biased. She's a New Jersey girl. I've been following her for a while. I think she's a future title contender myself. Um, if she can stay at 125, she's pretty muscular and has a pretty big frame. Um, I don't believe she had any issue making weight today. She wasn't one of the fighters that missed, right? 
Blanchfield. I don't think so. No, so, I don't think so. I, I like her in this. I like her a lot here. This is the second leg of my parlay. I have Gomez Juarez. I have Blanchfield. Uh, this is the second leg of my parlay. I like her a lot. Um, I think she can win however she wants. She could head kick her out. She could sub her. She could wrestle Effer. Um, however she wants to win, she can win. I like Molly. I think she's a polarizing personality. But, guys, this is not in the U.K., this fight. And I think Blanchfield is going to destroy her. Provola tweeted me back a picture. This is foreshadowing. I'm not, I'm not totally Did following, he? though. Ah, yeah. <laughs> But he got back to you. That's pretty cool. He's he, he's pretty active on Twitter. He's standing over. Is that Ottman? He's looking over. I don't. I don't really follow. I got. I got to look at that more in a second. Well, what right, he just says foreshadowing, part. so that he's telling you he's going to wrestle. Yeah, that's what he's telling you. Or or maybe he's saying the picture is foreshadowing. Sean did Sean did much better in the math portion of the SAT. Wait wait so wait so does that mean he he thinks he's going to knock yeah. him out? He's standing that's over. I, I have is, is that Azatari standing over? I can you are you are you able to put it up here or no? He could uh, he could do the, he could be photoshopping it. No 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 it's it's a real picture from from them backstage today. Okay. Um, I think I'm hang on I, I have a, make sure I don't close the wrong thing. Here. Yeah, I'll, 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 I'll 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 I got it I got it I got it I got it I can. Oh wait I gotta I gotta move this so I'm not. Let's see. Share my screen. Technology. Okay, here you go. All right, let's see it. Oh, I got. Oh, I got to put it up. My bad. My bad. My bad. This is the tweet. I know I'm just some fucking schmuck on Twitter, but please use your wrestling. Those foreshadowing, and he added this picture. Wait, what am I even looking at here? As is Frivola. Okay. Standing over, I don't know. I don't know who this is. Oh, I, I thought mean, you meant like you're standing over a body. Yeah, I have no, no idea. Okay, we'll we'll figure it out later. Let's move on. We still have very, uh, very enigmatic. I can't can't help you with them. Yeah, That's weird, right? Yeah. All right, let's. I suppose let's move on here. Let's yeah. talk about Dominic Reyes, ninety three hundred. Brian Spann, sixty nine hundred. Uh, Reyes minus 205, Span plus 175. Reyes has lost three straight against three of the best fight, three best fighters in this division. Span up and comer. I don't think he's that good. And unless Dominic Reyes is broken, uh, I think he wins this. That will be my pick, will be Dominic Reyes. Um, Joe, you're first. Yeah, so his two wins are against, are against apes. I mean, Kudalaba getting caught in a guillotine. And then Serkinov, who has got the softest chin in the free world. Um, I'm not sure what happened to him. He used to be a killer. Um, ever since uh, Uzdemir hit him with a shadow punch and knocked him out. Um, but I, I, you know, look, I'm with you. I got to go with Reyes here. If Reyes does not, if he doesn't get off of the fact that I beat John Jones and didn't get the win, um, if he can rise above that, um, he should be able to destroy um, Span here. So let's hope we see the Dominus, Dominic Reyes that we all know and love. The Toyo Tire commercial, Dominic Reyes. Um, he should be able to kind of do what he wants with Span. Um, he just needs to fight smart. And he needs to get over himself. Forget about it. You got a bad. You got, there was a bad decision. You didn't beat the champion in the ring. You left it to the judges. You lost the fight. Move on. I'll take Dominic Reyes here. Chris, so I'm taking a little shot here, which I know is a shot. So I'll say that um, up wow. front. 
But I think that you don't need um, this in terms of GPP. I am okay taking a stab at this. Yeah, fight. I mean, I think I think you got it. I mean, for for the fact that it's light heavyweight and you got a big puncher anyway. But also, I think that um, I like Span ever since he came in. Like, like he. I mean, I know it's I know it's a little nog, but before that, he knocked out Sam Alvey. So you were thinking maybe a little bit. But he been he destroyed Little Nog with it with with a nice combination. I was like, huh, this guy can box. He knows he's he's a jujitsu black belt. He can wrestle. He's big for the even the division. And then he got hesitant in his other fights that were terrible to watch against Clark and uh, the whatever the hell the Johnny Walker fight was. But you know, then against Serkinov, uh, uh, it was you know. He led with a double jab right hand and cracked him the, fir- the first thing he did. So, I mean, if he can box a little bit against Dominic Reyes and come forward, I mean, that's kind of how um, that's kind of how Jan Blakovich shut him down. Is just kept marching him forward, and um, he couldn't get his combinations off. And I think the wrestling is another aspect there. There, like like we really haven't seen Dominic Reyes in there with a with a grappler. We saw the ghost of Chris Weidman, which. Even in 2019, I'm comfortable with calling him the ghost of Chris Weidman. Um, I still think I still think Spawn is probably a little chinny. So if he gets caught with a counter, it can obviously be a good night. I'm, I, as I say, I'm walking into this wide open. But to Sean's begrudging point, because he had to with <laughs> me, um, 6,900 for a guy who can who can crack and wrestle and grapple. Uh, I just. <laughs> Sorry, Favola just Favola just got me. He literally he's following along because he liked a subtweet and he just put up a poll that says winning vote decides it. I will wrestle, I will bang. Oh, that's so funny. That I'm 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 gonna vote for bang just, just shortly. Hold on. I'm gonna I'm gonna cast my ballot. But that, that that's really, really funny. Can you retweet it? Yeah. We we uh we 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 got an in with the fighters here on Fight IQ, folks. They yeah. uh, that's funny. They like they're liking us. All right, so All right. everybody go vote and tell them to stand a bang so that uh, my as a, my as Itar play comes in, guys. Yeah. Moving on. I can't. I I can't. I can't get over this. Yeah. Damn on. it, Provola. Please, please listen to me. Hanata Marcano, eighty-three hundred, taking on Brad Riddell, seventy-nine hundred. McConnell minus one twenty five, Riddell plus one hundred five. Um, I'm on Moicano. I saw something in tape I liked. I can't go. You know. You know. What? I I can say because I, I I bet Moicano, and I kind of listened to um, Newsom Adam Newsom's on the Moneyline podcast, which is a good early week fight breakdown. I listened to it today to kind of you know see. I agree with some of his stuff, didn't, you know, all, all that good stuff. And he saw the same thing I did in that I think the body lock takedowns and trips are really going to be in play here for Moicano. It's not so much the wrestling, it, you know, it's, it's those trips and the body locks. It's, I, I think Ray has a pretty big edge. I also, we saw Jalen turn and choke out Riddell. I think he's got a grappling deficiency. I like Moicano quite a bit. Clearly I bet him because the line is close. It's not like like it's near pick him. So I, I, I think Moicano wins this fight. More often than not, I think on the feet, if there is no takedowns, I think that it's a coin flip. I think whoever having the better day will win on the feet if they stand and trade. So I'll take those odds in this in this scenario. Um, Chris, who you got? Yeah, I'm taking Moicano too. I think um, 
there's just a lot of things I like about his game. In the past, I've been critical of him that, like, if somebody comes after him, he'll fold, which can happen and almost did happen against Alexander Hernandez again. But that's not really Brad Riddell. Brad Riddell is more of a counter-striker, um, a counter-striker who like to use his wrestling. And I don't think his wrestling is going to play here, not 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 just because of the jiu-jitsu, but I think Moikana was a pretty good wrestler himself. Um, I, I, I generally like to take kickboxers against boxers um, if it comes to that. I think um, – Moikano was the more active kicker, and I just think he has more tools here. Can Brad Riddell um, hit him with something hard and then fluster him enough to where, so you know, he just shuts off like he did against Aldo and um, a chance on Jung? Sure, but um, I think that it's much more likely that Moikano just sort of controls the range, controls the fight, and just takes it where he wants it to go. So I'm taking Moikano. Yep. So Brad Riddell, this is the city kickboxing fighter that's going to lose. Uh, I believe he's the striking coach for city kickboxing. Um, Moicano, you know, he's coming off of a, I believe, a loss to RDA. I think that that was a short notice fight. I know it was a catchweight fight. He went five rounds. RDA kind of schooled him, but again, it was a catchweight fight, uh, and I believe it was short notice. For those of you that haven't been, been, notice, been, yeah. been following Moicano. Moicano actually had Ortega beat. All he had to do, he had he had banked the two rounds. All he had to do was stay away from Ortega, yet for some reason he followed him to the ground and got caught. You know, who knows what trajectory his career would have had if he actually got that win over Brian Ortega. Um, I like Moicano a, a fair bit here. I actually saw him ringside outstrike Kelvin Cater, which I thought was impressive as hell standing and outstriking. He's got a black belt in Brazilian jiu-jitsu. I actually think he can outstrike Brad Riddell. I don't think it's a coin toss. I think he's got range. I think he'll be the more technical striker. Um, but I think if he's smart, to Sean's point, he'll use his takedowns, he'll use his jiu-jitsu, and he'll sub him at 8.3K. I love him. I think he's a great play on DraftKings at 8.3K. All right. Next fight up, we got... Uh, hey, my wife just poked in. Hey, you can come back in a second. We got something to tell me. My wife made her first appearance on Fight IQ. Wow. Um, we got Dan Hooker, 8,700, taking on, taking on Claudio Puelas at 7,500. Line in this fight, Hooker is now minus 145. Puelas plus 125. Um, look, Puelas needs a submission. I don't think he gets it. Hooker should probably just play it safe, and I think he gets the win here. So give me... Dan Hooker, I'll toss it to Joe, and let's see what's going on in my house. I'll be right back. Yeah, look, I, I honestly, I don't understand this line. I mean, um, if Dan Hooker is Dan Hooker and he hasn't had the life beaten out of him, um, this should be he should be a two to one or greater favorite in this fight. I mean, look, impressive win streak by by Puelis, but who has he beat? I mean, come on, Clay Guida, Gritzmiler, Jordan Levitt, Marcos Mariano, and Felipe Felipe Silva. I mean, come on. Like, this is leaps and bounds better competition uh, than any of those guys. And it's a huge step up for him on, you know, in that respect. Look, if he looks good against Hooker, it would probably be a good win. But I, I have to believe that Hooker is is diminished for him to lose um, to, <laughs> you know, to Puelas. I like him quite a bit. Again, I buried the lead by saying that the only city kickboxer fight that I thought was going to lose was Riddell, so I do like Hooker here. I think the line's a steal. Um, I'm not sure how this fight is going to score. 
um, on DK, but um, I'll have some shares. Um, I wish that hooker was just a little bit cheaper here, um, but I will. Um, I'm going to play him. I'll play him on DK. Uh, where is he? Did we give the salaries? I don't know if we gave the salaries. Yeah, he's he's 8.7k. I wish he was a little cheaper, but um, I like Hooker here. I think it's probably a better bet than a DraftKings play, but uh, I'll take Dan Hooker. So dogs are, are barking. I'm I'm taking plays here, and the reason it not I'm not going by you know Hooker's been losing a lot lately. I I don't I don't go by that, but nor do I go by necessarily this guy's beating tough competition. I mean, you can only beat who's in front of you, as they say. Um, the main thing here is that is part of the reason I'm and they're very different fighters, don't get me wrong. But part of the part of the reason, and the guy we'll talk about later, but part of the reason I was so worried about Dan Hooker in the Michael Chandler fight was because he backs himself up against the cage. Now, Plas is not a power striker, but backing yourself up, up against the cage will give the a jujitsu wizard a lot of grappling opportunities. And if you look at how Dan Hooker diffused pressure against Nasrat Hakparaz. He did it by a, a wrestling attack. He had four takedowns in that fight. He had a lot of control time in that fight. He's not going to want to wrestle Claudio Plas, or he shouldn't want to. Um, so it will be interesting to me to see how he will deal with the pressure of Plas. Um, we know Plas is really tough. He was getting hammered through the through the octagon floor in that uh, Felipe Silva fight before he found that knee bar. He's lightning quick on the ground with his, his transitions. And look, Dan Hooker's jujitsu is not that bad. So if he gets on the floor with him, he might want to play down there, which I only think um, in, increases my chances. Um, so, yeah, I'm going to take playoffs just because – and, I mean, to your point, Joe, just in, uh, from a pragmatic perspective, if one guy scores in this fight, I think it'll be playoffs. I don't think it'll be Dan Hooker. So um, so I'm, I'm on playoffs here. I actually think he does get the submission, even though we don't see Dan Hooker get submitted a lot. I'm not, I obviously wouldn't count the Makachev thing and say, see, look, you know, I wouldn't put that in the same league. But I do think um, – I think Hooker's going to give him an opportunity here, and um, I think he's going to cash it. So give me playoffs. Now I'm messaging for both. <laughs> okay. Moving on. Oh, this is funny. Yeah, you know, Joe. Joe's very cranky tonight. He must. Yeah, I don't wanna... Well, he he I, 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 I haven't eaten, and uh, it's getting late. Exactly. He needs his White Castle. He needs. He's like, hurry up. No, no, Go I'm actually White making Castle. a sandwich tonight. Mm. Uh, Chris well, Gutierrez, ninety-one hundred, taking on the retiring Frankie Edgar at seventy-one hundred. Uh, line on this fight: Gutierrez minus two forty, Edgar plus two hundred. Um, look. Edgar's chin holds up. Hold up. If it does, I think he wins. Plus 200 is about right for Frankie Edgar's 41-year-old chin to hold up, unfortunately. I'm going to take the shot, though, on Frankie Edgar. I think he wrestleflexed Chris Gutierrez for a win. He rides up into the sunset. Please don't come back. It'll make me uncomfortable. Um, Chris. Chris, you're first. Uh, yeah, I, I, I'm sort of a semi-hot take. I think I think Gutierrez is probably just going to beat him by decision. He could knock him out too. But the thing is, um, like this isn't even Frank Yeager. Like the question we have to ask ourselves here is, can Edgar sustain a wrestling attack against Cheeto Vera? All of round one, good, 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 good. Round two, he takes him down. Vera gets back up, and then he can't get him back down, and that's when <laughs> the knockout sequence happens. Chris Gutierrez has decent take, decent ish. I'd say a little. A little bigger than decent-ish takedown defense at like 73%, I think. 
good at sliding out of the way of stuff and um, using his footwork. Um, MMA fighters, legends very seldom get their heroic send-offs. I don't think this will be an exception. I think we're all we're all going to be sad to see um, either a knockout or just sort of a, a shut a shutdown performance on the cards for Gutierrez. So that's my pick. Chris leg kick Gutierrez. Um, I am also going to take Frankie Edgar here. I, I think this is actually a good matchup for him, um, as good as can be, um, fighting a fighter 10 years younger than you. Um, I know the odds are against him. Statistics say 10-year age difference. I believe 69% win rate to the younger fighter. However, I do think that he will be able to take Chris Gutierrez down and wear him out and maybe win two rounds. Um, you know, if he's smart. Um, and in all honesty, like, I would happily take the, um, what, 69 points that Frankie scored in a loss um, in his fight. Uh, let's see. Who did he score the 69 points? Oh, in his fight against uh, Vera. He scored 69 points in a loss. Had three takedowns, four minutes and 25 seconds of control time. That was about a year ago. Um, you know, landed 94 significant strikes and 138 strikes with three takedowns. I'll take that performance at 7.1K in a loss. And in a win, if I get 99, like that's a slate-breaking potential score. So I'm going to take a shot with Frankie here, uh, purely GPP. But um, if he fights smart, I think he's got a path to victory here. I think he can win this fight. I think this is a decent matchup for him. They could have matched him up a lot tougher. Um, you know, Gutierrez is going to go out there and try to chop his legs away. If Frankie's smart, he'll, he'll go for a takedown early you know, grind him out, you know, try to try to get control time. That's what he's good at, um, you know. And so give me Edgar here at 7.1K. Um, I'll have some ownership, obviously. I don't know if I like this fight as much as a bet, um, but I do like it as a DK fight. I'll have a few shares of Gutierrez, but I'll be higher on Frankie. All right. I will uh, take us to the next fight as Sean is indisposed. We are getting uh, to the business end. It is Dustin Poirier, 8,900, taking on Michael Chandler at 7,300. Um, don't have the odds quite prepared. I will get to them. But first, uh, I'll introduce first, and then I'll, I'll kick it over to you, uh, Joe. I'm, I'm taking Chandler sure. here. I, I think that um, Poirier does three things in concert. Any one of which you might get away with, but all three you will not get away with against Michael Chandler. He gets tired. He backs himself up to the fence. He takes damage. Uh, we can't can't do that here. Uh, Chandler's just far too explosive. Look, and uh, and he's also the better wrestler, and I would argue the better jujitsu player. Um, full I don't back know about that. Full, well, full back control against Charlie Oliveira survived. That's uh, more than we can say for our friend Dustin. So. Um, look, I understand that Chandler gets tired too, but I, I mean, I think they, they both get tired in, in the, in the fight with just, Justin Gaethje, Chandler was still landing big shots in that third round, even though he was very tired. I just think that, um, there's going to be an exchange here that Chandler's going to get the better of, and, uh, it's gonna, it's gonna hurt Dustin. And, uh, Dustin, as I said, is, is going to be, is going to let. Chandler put him on the back foot, which I think is going to be suicide in a fight like this. Um, I don't actually understand the line. I don't understand why it's it's this slanted. Uh, if you're just, if you're just looking at UFC records and credentials, sure. But I mean, this is Michael Chandler. He doesn't look like he's lost a step to me. 
Um, or at the very least, I would say maybe his game is is different in in ways, but he's he's surely compensated for 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 what he's lost. So give me give me uh give me uh Chandler, and I think it happens by knockout. Look, I don't, I don't hate I'm that, also, Chris. I'm also on Chandler for what it's worth. Yeah. Thank you. I, I don't I don't hate it. Um, I understand. I guess I understand the line. Um, you know, like if. Chandler fought with a little bit better fight IQ. I think he could really be a <laughs> I think he I think he could certainly win this fight. I just hope he doesn't go out and say, I want this to be an exciting fight, and he goes out and does what he needs to do. Um at 7.3K, I know I picked Poirier for the initial early week fight picks. Um, but I like Chandler more for DraftKings. I really do. At 7.3K, I think there is um, you know, slate-breaking potential, especially if he could get Dustin out. And even if he doesn't, I think he could score enough points in a decision to to earn his 7.3K salary. Dustin, on the other hand, pretty much needs a finish here um, in order to, to be viable um, for optimal. So I like Chandler better as a, a DraftKings play. I think it's going to be a close fight. Um I'll, I'll, I'm going to change my pick for the purpose of this show to Chandler, so I'll make it. I'll make it unanimous, even though um, it's not going to count because I I picked Ooh. I picked Poirier um, on the survey. But I'm going to take Chandler here, and I'll make it unanimous. And can I just say, uh, just to circle back, it's uh, Dustin minus two thirty five, uh, Chandler plus two hundred on the line. Yeah, I, I got to make Joe pay for, pay for his cowardice. You ready? I'm gonna make him make, make Joe pay. That's five seconds later that you can't eat your, your, your sandwich or White Castle. There you oh, go. You're, you're a dick. You, you've been punished. <laughs> exactly. A dick. All right. We had Wei Li Zhang, 9,400 ticket on Carla Esparza at 6,800. Uh, line in this fight, I don't even know what it is, but it's it's not it's not far enough. It's not it's not uh, it is. Uh, this one is this one's in the weird spot in best fight ups. I've been looking all week. Anytime I check on this, it's, it's minus. Minus three thirty. Come back on Esparza's plus plus two seventy five. Um, there's value in Wei Li Zhang at minus three thirty, in my opinion. If you want to lay that wood, I think there's some value there. I think she wins this fight even more often than that. There's a popular MMA Twitter bet going around. I'm afraid that it's Twitter mush. And it's Wei Li inside the distance at plus one hundred. Yeah, I like that Twitter mush bet. Probably be doing that in the arena. If my night's going well, I'll be in the arena. Sending, you know, putting that play in. So, uh, Whaley by by smash. Sorry, Carla. You don't get a takedown. She's in trouble. If I'm wrong and she can get a takedown, maybe she can lay on Whaley for three rounds. Maybe I just, I I don't see it. Um, so yeah, Joe, who you got? I got Wiley. This is the fourth leg of my my parlay here. Um, so I, I don't know that just look. Asparza has has overperformed. I think. Um, great wrestler. Um. You know, other than, you know, probably maybe the best wrestler other than Tatiana, who has, like, not fought since Crocs were cool. Um, you know, has got some big wins. Carla does. Um, you know, Wiley has got two losses against Rose. So if you're looking at MMA map, you're thinking, wow, why isn't Carla the minus 330 favorite here? A um, little bit of disrespect, possibly. But um, I do like that. That last fight was so bad. Um, you know, Rose Namajunas coming out, you know, saying I'm the best, I'm the greatest, I'm the best, I'm the greatest, and did absolutely nothing. I mean, essentially, Carla won that by default. 
congrats to technical Tim who had a play on Carla. Um, you know, but I, I like Wiley here. I think she gets, gets on track. Um, maybe just beats the living crap out of Carla. I love the fact that she was able to pick up Francis Ngannou. Um, you know, that was kind of cool on Twitter. So give me Wiley here. Um, and new. I mean, I guess that's fair. The problem is, uh, I think Whaley be able to defend it. But, yep. yeah. And even Rose was able to defend it, but then she just didn't throw anything back. Yep. It was weird. It was weird. I think Main Rose was just thinking about whatever Pat Barry said to her like, the night before. Pat well, now, hold on, Joe. I know, I know I know, you're imagining me. Oh, as, okay. Like, I, I guess my, just my head is like a roast Wiley. beef sandwich or on a hard roll, but yeah. we need Chris to has to go <laughs> and pick, pick a Sparza. Go ahead. Pick, pick a Sparza. Um, I, no, no, no. I think I think Whaley's just going to be too strong for her. I mean, there, there's an argument to be made um, that, like, she's a little too careless, and so as the better technical wrestler, Sparza will be able to, like, redirect her weight and and counter those takedowns, but I don't see it. I think Whaley's just going to muscle her and probably get on top. I mean, Verna Jandaroba got her three times, and she's nobody's idea of a wrestler. So um, I, I, I have to stick with um, Whaley here. I do – I think the line's a little wide, and it, it, it frightens me that everybody's picking it because it's just the mush in general. It's the it's the, it's the the popular pick mush, but uh, – I have to. I have to do it. I'm. I'm taking Whaley here. I just think she's going to be, not more technical of a wrestler, but too strong and obviously more power to uh, if they stay on the feet. All right. Now let's talk about the main event. Israel Adesanya, eighty-six hundred, taking on Alex Pereira at seventy-six hundred. Line on this fight as of right now. This second is minus two fifteen for Israel, plus one eighty-five for Pereira. Um, I'm not going to recap the whole kickboxing history. Like we, at this point, if you're watching the show, you probably know it. For DFS, who are we going to play? I would very strongly argue neither of them. Because in DFS, I think it's going to be an overall main event. Sure, Pereira's live live for the knockout. I guess Izzy is too. We heard Pereira in those in those kickboxing fights. What's making me shy away from a really strong position is, man, out of sound, you should just wrestle, just wrestle. I mean, you got you got Andres Andres Michalides and Bruno Silva taking down taking down Pereira twice each. You telling me twelve and one Israel Adesanya spending this long training with Eugene Behrman can't can't take take somebody down at this point? No, you have to be able to. Like he should just do that. I don't know if he's going to. I hope he does something. By the way, any talk you hear from Izzy, don't listen to him anymore. I can't. Put him on skates like Elsa. I'm gonna make make this a little war like Kelvin. So his credibility is gone. He might do it, but never again can I trust anything that comes out of his mouth when prepping a fight, when 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 promoting a fight. Don't believe him. You cannot believe him. And it's fine. Just don't get sucked into it at all. So my pick, by the way, is Adesanya via decision and just prayer. It just needs a left hook. Has to land the left hook. I'm gonna say Adesanya stays away from it for a decision. Chris, who you got? Uh, yeah, I, this is, I mean, I, I kind of share your, your view of, of maybe skipping it just cause I, I think, I mean, it worries me cause I think this could be, a, this could be a staring match until one big exchange and somebody goes to sleep. Um, I think hopefully it's not me. Adesanya, yeah. I think Adesanya is going to, is going to be cautious, but I also think prayer is going to bring the fight to him 
not as recklessly as Whitaker did, but to the extent to where he's going to have to fight. And um, it's funny because I remember somebody put up that, uh, I think it was like a gif of Adesanya rolling for a leg lock against Brad Tavares, and which I had forgotten that he had done. But it's funny that he even would even try that, and it makes you wonder. But, I mean, uh, Pereira trains with Glover Teixeira. So and that's been a long time now. So you got to wonder what what he's what he's learning in there. So I don't think it's been Pereira, that long. I don't think. Huh? I don't think it's been that long with with Teixeira. Not that, not that long. A, it's been at least since his second fight. It's been at least three or four fights now. Um, so I mean, will he? I mean, I want to see. I do want to see a surprise wrestler. That is, that's what I I do want to see. But I think um, pressure a pick. I'm going to take Izzy just because I think, um, you know, Perez still stands a little tall for me. Uh, and I think Izzy can hit him with the counters a little more readily. Bruno Silva was having way too much success for me to 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 like it. I mean, he came on strong late, but Izzy – and the other thing you got to take into account too, he's still coming over as a kickboxer. He just got here. We've seen kickboxers gas out horribly. This is five rounds now. Izzy's done five rounds before. Perez has not. He was – Almost dead in, in the end of that third round against Bruno Silva. So, especially for that reason, I don't think you can go against Izzy here. I'm gonna I'm gonna be watching it with beta breath because I do think a potential is for a knockout, but I think the pick has to be out of sight. Yeah, I'm, I'm on Izzy here. This is the final leg on my parlay. Um, again, I I'm not happy about it, but like I, I do think this is an MMA fight. And to Sean's point, if if Izzy wrestles. He should wrestle. I don't know if he will. Um, maybe he's too macho for that, but let's hope not. Um, I see uh, Pereira's pretty one-dimensional. That one dimension is pretty good. Um, you know, he can he can clock him. I, that would not surprise me either, which is why I'll have a few shares of him in DraftKings at his salary. Um, while I do think you can fade the main event, I think this is, you know, if Asanya gets the knockout, he can score surprisingly well. He is not in the past. But in all honesty, I think if, if you know, Adesanya is going to get a knockout or a finish, that this is a fight that, you know, that he could get it. So give me Adesanya here. Let him close out my parlay. Um, I may hedge a little if I, if you know, because I have a pretty substantial parlay. If I have the other four legs in and it comes down to this, maybe I'll throw a slight edge down on, on Pereira. But I, I like Izzy here. All right, guys, let's do hot takes. We got them in chat. Hot take something unexpected for UFC 281. Before we do ours, make sure you hit the like button. Subscribe on YouTube, Rotowire MMA. Subscribe to the podcast, wherever you're listening. If you're on YouTube, subscribe to the podcast and YouTube. Do everything. Subscribe. Hit the bleeping subscribe button. That's what I'm getting at. Follow all of us on Twitter, at Sun Tzu down there, at Sniper underscore MMA, and Chris is at the onlyest, which is like, T H E O N L. I appreciate you. I appreciate you recognizing that in time for the because I only did that yesterday. So I it's really do appreciate it. Bananas. It's whatever it is. Just just find the Rotowire show. Click click that one, I guess. And Chris was getting stalked by supermodels, so he had to change his. I, I'm his telling project. you, it's, it's a tough life out here. You guys don't know. And yeah. non pod take, I don't agree with. It's too much like last week. Top DK lineup has one high scoring loser. I don't wow. disagree with that. I right, disagree well, with. There's too many dogs, I think, who are live. So, 
Well, I mean, I don't, I don't have a hot take. I'm gonna give up for those who don't follow. Hang me. on, hang on, Joe. We're, 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 I didn't kick it to you yet, hunger man. Didn't kick it to you yet. I'm going through chat. Um, John Drury, we will hear and still twice tomorrow. Picking Esparza, you are a lunatic, an absolute psycho, absolute madman. Uh, Izzy by KO was his other pick. So I think you should go to me first just because no, you know, no, Chris, I'm giving my parlay. This is the so. parlay that I put on Twitter for those of you that don't follow me. It is actually only four legs. It's uh Gomez Juarez, Aaron Blanchfield, Zhang Wai Li, and Izzy. Uh it is paying a plus three ninety-one. I bet five hundred and one dollars and eighty-two cents to win two thousand four hundred and sixty-four dollars and eighty-four cents. Um, I may hedge if I get the first three legs in, I may hedge, but, um, I, I like this parlay. Feel free to tell me. Um, obviously the only dog here is, is because I got Gomez Juarez at plus 100. Um, the rest are favorites here. It's not super sexy, but give me plus 391 anytime. I'll take it to the bank. You got one, you got one ready, Chris? I have a parlay of sorts. Um, Azaitar, Gomez Juarez, Michael Chandler. They all win by knockout. What does that pay? All right. It take. would pay substantially. I have not looked at it, but I will when we when we get off. Because uh, I, didn't, I didn't think of it until just right now, but I do like it very much. All right. I'm going to say my hot take is going to be uh, since, Joe wants, since Joe wants an exact um, – Payout here, you know, or usually a DFS show. I gotta find it and type it in. Pick is Hanato Moicano wins by submission. It's only plus two twenty-five. Huh? Yeah. Somebody, somebody knows something there. Somebody's Vegas thinking the same thing I am. Moicano via submission is plus two twenty-five. You know what? I don't like that for a hot take anymore. Well, that's how go, you won recently, right? So probably that's what. I, I need to. I need, I need to go much hotter than that. Um, I, I applaud the bold attitude. Silvana Gomez Juarez, 60-second bonus. Oh, okay. Wow. I think KK's cook can take one big shot and go, no, no, I'm good. I'd be no, very happy if that happened. That's yeah. that's odd thing. All right, nothing else from chat, guys. Appreciate it. I won't do the like, comment, subscribe thing again. You should go do all those things. Good luck in your contest tomorrow. Joe, enjoy your sandwich. Chris, enjoy your shirt. I'll see you guys next time. Thanks, everybody.